It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 314 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Diablo 4 June Update. It is July 2, 2021, and this is Jen. I will start with briefly going over my week in gaming. I have been adding all of my season 23 videos to YouTube at Book of Jen on YouTube, and I'll link to this in the show notes along with everything else I talk about today in this episode. I've also posted, I did about five videos of the Diablo Immortal Closed Alpha, so those are there too. I haven't linked those into the show notes yet, but I will, so you can find just those playlists if that's all you want to see. And I didn't know when the season would end when I started playing earlier today, but it turns out it's got a few more days at least. So I started working on the Slayer objectives in the season journey, and I've got about half of them done. So we'll see how far I get before the season ends. And I know I've got notes in here somewhere telling me what date that is, but that's where I'm at with the uh, my week in gaming. The PTR 2.71 has ended, but before it ended, there was a blue note from Filthy Rich, who is a community manager, and he was calling on everyone to make sure the ethereals don't transfer out of the season. So he wrote this on the forums, uh, the Diablo forums, calling all heroes of sanctuary. We're aiming to ensure that ethereals do not transfer over to non-seasonal characters at the end of the season, at the end of the season 24 to test this. We're emulating an instance of a season's end during the PTR and then later closing the PTR in a few hours time. So this is what he wanted people to test. Test to see if you can transfer over any of the ethereals you've acquired into your non-seasonal character. If you have some creative ideas on how how ethereals can be brought over, we'd love for you to explore and try to break this. Shoot us your feedback and confirm if you've been able to transfer or not right in this thread. By design, we're aiming to make ethereals non-transferable, and we're hoping you can help us as the PTR ends. And then they're going to keep the thread open for people to list out what they tried and whether it worked or didn't. And as far as I can tell, now this post is from two days ago from when I'm recording this, people had all kinds of ideas about what might work, and then they were slowly crossing them off as they realized they didn't work. So as far as I can tell, it appears that you can't pull these ethereals, which will be part of season 24 of Diablo 3, out of the season, which is what they were planning. Because, I mean, it fits the pattern. There are very few things that come out of the season with your character that are special in some way. For example, season 23, we have a choice of which follower we want to take with us and... We can also give that follower weapons and gear to wear and rings and all this other stuff. Some of that you could do before, but you couldn't like give them gear to wear and armor and stuff like that. So that's not going to come with out of season 23. And then you could think of previous seasons where stuff didn't, you know, track over into the non-seasonal game. So it shouldn't, these ethereals should not track over into season 24 or after season 24 is over into the regular game. And they wanted to make sure that 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 did not happen. So it looks like they're probably pretty safe with that. 
But you never know. There's always things that slip through the cracks that could potentially cause something weird to happen with that. But we'll see. I think it's cool that they tried testing it out in specifically that way. I don't remember any PTRs having that kind of focus. So that was kind of neat. And obviously this is all done by now. So I think as soon as the new season starts, we'll be able to start getting those ethereals and hopefully enjoy them while the season lasts because it doesn't look like it's going to go into the regular game. In addition, oh, they were talking about uh, Filthy Rich again on the forums, was talking about the ethereals. He wrote, we updated a line of the blog regarding the ethereal uh, recollection 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 to let players know that the reward for collecting all 21 ethereals will not be turned on for the ptr so if there were people that were looking to see i'm going to catch them all basically and see what i get that's not part of the ptr so if that was you and you managed to catch all those ethereals and track them down and find them there's a lot and you didn't get the reward this is why so they'll you know they'll figure it out later someone was asking what if the Ethereals has something to do with Diablo 2, wanted to know, uh, somebody named Lenny Ghoul wanted to know, is this like those wings that we got to celebrate some uh, Lord of Destruction anniversary that took that looked nothing like anything in Lord of Destruction? Goes on from there. Filthy Rich responds, Ethereals will be considered ancient items in uh, LON slash LOD. So there we are with that, if you're wondering about those. And then we have some... PTR Witch Doctor focused feedback 2.7.1 from Big Daddy Den and he focused on the Witch Doctor in this rather long post that seems to have a whole lot of really interesting information in it if you're going to play a Witch Doctor next season, season 24 and you can just go through it based on what he found or experienced in the PTR and you know maybe maybe he found some ways to have the Witch Doctor not be so nerfed? I don't know. Um, he's talking about sets and the ethereals and things like that. So it's a really informational post. If you're looking to play a Witch Doctor, this might be a good one to check out. And then I think it was today, Filthy Rich again in the forums wrote, Hello all, season 23 is coming to a close. Below are the times on when season 23 will end for each region. So if you're in the North America region, it's going to end on July 18 at 5 p.m. PDT. If you're in the Europe region, it's going to end on July 18 at 5 p.m. CEST. And if you're in the Asia region, region, wow, Asia region, <laughs> let me try that again. Wow. Uh, July 18 at 5 p.m. KST will be when the season ends. Filthy Rich says we will be providing a season 24 preview soon, which will include the start time for the next season. Stay tuned. So we have an end date for season 23. We know there's going to be a season 24 because, well, that was the purpose of all the PTR stuff. Obviously, this happens every season. And so we don't know when season 24 will start. We know when season 23 ends. So if you're like me and you're not done with the season journey and you want to see how far you get, it's time to grind. West March Workshop. They posted, uh, I talked about that they had posted episode 211 in the previous Shattered Soulstone. This is episode 212 and it's called Ethereals Are Coming, as you might figure. And uh, nine balls in it. I'm not sure who else is in it. I can just see the notes here on BlizzPro that say that, you know, Nineball talked about this and that. So he talked about the PTR for season 24 and the D2 resurrected release date reveal and some other, uh, a small rant about streaming services, apparently. So that'll be fun. And then we have the big deal. 
the Diablo 4 quarterly update for June of 2021. Now, the first thing I want to say about this is there's tons of really cool and incredibly creepy art in there, and I love it so much. It's exactly the kind of stuff I dig. So there are builds. Like, it looks like, a, like it's not showing you what pieces they're wearing and what the names are or the stats or what it's called, but they're showing you possibilities of what your character could look like. And all of these things are tagged like a little watermark in the corner, pre-alpha, in development content, not final. So don't get your heart set on some kind of gear or set pieces that any of these characters are shown wearing because it could change between now and when they release Diablo 4. But it does give you a good idea that there are, there's going to be some variety in it. And I like that they focused on what looks like the barbarians because that's my thing. And there's there's just a lot. So you can also do like some sort of cosmetic stuff with the character's hair and the tattoos and or paint on their faces and other parts of their bodies and things like that. And it gives you a lot of a lot of choices and I think that's great because I know I've heard people talk about how for the most part in Diablo 3 if you're playing a certain class you're going to look like everybody else in that class whether you're playing male or female it's not too different except for maybe the male characters might be slightly bigger maybe not you know depending on which class you're playing but with this there's like different hairstyles, different colors, different skin tones, different, you know, all kinds of things. There's some jewelry kind of stuff you can do with piercings, apparently. And again, this is not final, but it does give you a good idea that it seems much less likely that you'll jump into Diablo 4, create a character in a style that you like, jump into the game and find that everyone else has the same one because there's just too many choices to make that happen. So I think that's cool. I think that is going to ease the community's mind about are we all going to look the same like in D3? Which, you know, it wasn't a bad thing for D3. I mean, if you think about how long that game's been out when it was launched and all that. But for D4, they really did need to do something about it, and it looks like they're intending to. Now, this is a very long post that they've written, and I'll leave you to read some of it yourself, but there's there's just a lot in here. There's a whole lot in here and it's all interesting. It's broken up into different parts. They have a table of contents. I mean, if it needs a table of contents, you know, it's really long. They went back to a blog format, as you can tell from what I'm talking about. Here's a paragraph. Character art is equally important uh, as is the setting and lights and mood and horrifying details, apparently from the previous paragraph. So it's equally important as it encompasses two of Diablo's key elements, classes and monsters. The look and feel of the classes has always been one of Diablo's secret ingredients, each class instantly recognizable and imbued with a strong and unique personality. Diablo 4 offers players more customization options than ever in a Diablo game, which makes achieving that result more challenging, but the outcome is well worth it. Your barbarian is different from anyone else's, but still feels undeniably like a barbarian. With monsters, the focus has been on creating new foes and updating classics drawn from the pantheon of atrocities in our previous games while using new processes and technology to their fullest. And they have a whole section done by the art director, John Muller, and his team. Talking about that, the first piece was written by Luis Barriga, game director of Diablo 4. And there's a lot of 
stuff in here about what they were thinking when they were looking at character art and there's a lot of work in progress stuff and here's some cool things to look at this sort of thing i'll leave you to read all of those details if you're into the art stuff and the how how it works like behind the scenes sort of things i'm interested in it but i don't think everyone else will be so i'm not going to read it all off word for word there's a cinematic scene where you may have seen this if you're on twitter for sure possibly on Facebook as well because the Diablo accounts have been posting a lot of these images and there's one where you've got a character on a horse overlooking sort of a sandy area with some kind of structure down far away and it's dimensional and it's got different colors for how far away things are and how things farther away are a bit fuzzy but the the person on the horse is very clear and it's it's really neat and they are expanding the die system as you know, the die system in Diablo 3 is, it's okay. You know, there's a lot of colors. You got to go get them from a vendor. You can get them from the Mystic, I think. I've never actually tried that because I kind of gave up on dying items. But there's going to be a lot. And there's, a if you look at the Diablo account, there's a barbarian. And they've got him just, it's a male barbarian facing the viewer. And he's wearing the same armor in every shot, basically. But... It shows that you can change colors of the gear. So there's one where he's mostly using blue, one where it's purple, one where it's brown, one where it's red, one where it's orange. There's a, a white version of it, a gray version, a black version. It's got like different little designs on every little part just about. And so you can really customize this in ways that you like without worrying that everybody else is going to pick the exact same thing. Especially since you don't know like... There's not just one choice for Barbarian anymore, for male Barbarian or female Barbarian like there is in Diablo 3. And I'm going to assume that, of course, that will be true for all the other classes in Diablo 4 as well. So that's kind of nice. You'll be able to find your character in the crowd. People will be able to find you in the crowd, you know, that sort of thing. And I think it's going to be really good. And just the detail on the gear is remarkable. It's hard to say if this character, this barbarian that they have uh, with you know changing colors on his gear, whether that gear is a starter set or if it's somewhere farther along or if it's, you know, it's probably not endgame, but maybe, I, I don't know. But if this isn't like endgame, then there's a lot more detail to look for as we get into the Diablo 3 itself. They have a whole section talking about the camera and how they use it in the game. There's some videos in here that I think may have been posted. On, they are posted on YouTube, and they, they're videos. They're not very long, and you can check those out to see how certain classes look and the lighting and, and this sort of thing. And then uh, there's a section on the incredibly creepy and disgusting and amazing monsters that you can run across in Diablo 4, and one is called the Blood Bishop. You've probably seen this guy's picture go around on at least the Diablo account and whoever retweeted it. Shattered Soulstone retweets a lot of this stuff because I find it interesting and figure if you're following Shattered Soulstone on Twitter, you probably like this stuff too. But it's really creepy. They really went all out on this. Like if you thought that the cinematic where Lilith was revealed was like really gory and bloody, some of this stuff is even worse and it's going to be fun to fight them. There's also a skeleton lord which has fused skulls all together on him and some other like weird looking stuff he's wearing. There's a very creepy monster I've seen people tweet about where it's a huge spider that has taken over some human body and laid eggs in it and it appears 
just from what I've seen of the little videos and pictures that it's sort of controlling this body that no longer has a head. And I think I saw someone, and I can't remember who, on Twitter saying that if you kill this creature, all the little spiders pop out. So heads up for those of you that can't stand spiders, you might want to avoid that one, but the rest of us can probably go after it and see all the ickiness of it and just kind of feel like you're in sanctuary for D4, that kind of thing. And, and there's, you know, there's other things in here too that they've got some of these things. I don't even know what they are, but it's pretty neat. And it's well worth reading if you want to see more details. Uh, the last, almost the last paragraph in this points out that this is a brief rundown of some of the things that they're looking at. And when it comes to monsters in Diablo 4, they enjoy creating enemies, monsters, and demonic creatures that bring out an emotional response from our players from fear or revulsion to the excitement of slaying them in true Diablo fashion. That's a great paragraph. And then there's a little bit more after that. But that's that's basically the what I think of as the key points about the Diablo 4 update, I guess. Let me get the word right here. It is an update. It's a quarterly update. So that's for June 2021. We'll get more sometime in the future. If it's quarterly, it'll be, you know, an even span of time, roughly between one and the next. This, though, this is what I was looking for. I wanted to know what the art looked like. I wanted to know what the characters look like and the potential of altering your character in a way that pleases you that won't look like everybody else's like I, that was kind of important to me and the creepy monsters are fabulous i can't wait to start slaying those and i'm sure you're thinking the same thing but if you want someone else's opinion about it uh wolf crier has a twitch video that he obviously did live but i'm sure it's still a video and he's talking about the diablo 4 update on twitch and there's a diablo 4 quarterly update from Looks like, it says Anthony Evans. I think that's Big Daddy Den based on the merch that's at the bottom of that YouTube page. So you can see what they think about it. As you may be aware, the Diablo Immortal closed alpha has finished. The Diablo Immortal account puts a, a picture together of some of the classes. It says Diablo Immortal in the logo of Diablo Immortal. It says closed alpha, now closed. Hell will return soon. Uh, they tweeted, West March anxiously awaits their arrival of more heroes soon. Now, we don't know what soon will be, and we don't know if it's going to be an open alpha or a beta or a closed beta or whatever they're going to do next. In general, if you got into the closed alpha, usually Blizzard brings in the people that were in the alphas into the betas. I can't say for sure that they're going to do that again, but it is a pattern that Blizzard has had for World of Warcraft and some of the Diablo stuff as well. I've done a lot of the alphas and betas and the Diablo stuff since Diablo 3. So that's what they usually do. I can't guarantee that they're going to do that again. I can't guarantee that there's going to be a beta soon, but that's generally what follows. So if you're like me and you've been like clicking on the Diablo Immortal app on your phone or your tablet, hoping that maybe the beta's here, it's not. <laughs> I keep trying. It's just, it's such a fun game. It's a really, really fun game. There's so much to explore. There's a lot I never even got to in the alpha. And I can't wait for this game to come out. I know I'll be playing it a lot and just looking at the lore and trying to figure out where all the monsters are. That bestiary that's in there, you've probably heard about this thing. I don't think it's a spoiler. There's a bestiary, and when you kill some monsters, you get this little monster essence, and you could go bring it to the bestiary, and it'll tell you more about a, a particular monster. I don't think you get to specifically choose one, but you get some information about one, which is kind of neat. And then the art that's like was blurry in the alpha... 
maybe it still will be blurry in the regular game and then you unlock it and you see the little creature and whatever information comes from it. We couldn't see the further information in the closed alpha, but there was like little wording that said something like, I can't remember the exact wording, but the impression of it that I remember is like words go here kind of thing that they didn't put into the closed alpha, but it's a lot of fun and I highly recommend it. And I'm just thinking back to how so many people were really, really disappointed when Diablo Immortal came out and it was going to be a mobile-only game as announced in BlizzCon 2018, I think it was. And there were people that were really down on this and desperately wanted Diablo 4. Now, we all wanted Diablo 4. I mean, that's true, too. But it kind of was a thing for a while. And I've noticed as time has gone past and people have been able to see more about videos and pictures and art and stuff from Diablo Immortal and especially those that are like streamers and got a chance to play this a lot and others that are part of the Diablo community that got in and got to play it a lot. I got to play it a lot, not as much as a streamer because I just can't keep up, but I don't want to say it's addicting. It's just super fun. And there's all these little details that I keep finding that I didn't see before and it's just, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. So if you like to play on a tablet or your phone, this is definitely something to check out. If and when it appears, we don't know when, and we don't know if there's going to be a beta and if it'll be closed or open, but there is hope that this thing will return to your device of choice sometime soon. And there's another thing that was going around on Twitter, and I can't verify this 100%, but it appears that... There's at least a rumor going around that makes it sound like Diablo Immortal might play on Windows 11, which seems kind of strange. I see this from uh, Echo Hack, David Echo, who was quoting somebody else and uh, pointed this at Riker for his opinion on it. So it's kind of floated around a little bit, but it appears that the word is, according to a Microsoft engineer, you'll be able to sideload apps directly onto Windows 11 without downloading through the Amazon App Store. So if that's true, then that would mean you could play Diablo Immortal possibly on Windows 11. But there's no real confirmation of this. You know, there's, you know, there is confirmation that it appears you can sideload the apps, but I don't know if that means all of them or not. And it's kind of confusing, so I'm not sure. Uh, Riker responded to Echo Hack and said, Whoa, so does that mean regardless of whether Blizzard wants it or not, Windows 11 will be able to natively run Diablo Immortal? Question mark. And we don't know. We don't know. But I can see why people would be very excited about this, you know, potential information. I don't feel like I can confirm it because I really like to see the source on these things. And that's just me. But I can see where people would be hopeful that, oh, well, you know, if you're not someone who likes to play on a tablet or play on your phone and you're not really into mobile games, maybe you're kind of like, oh, I'd rather play D4 or I'd rather play Diablo 2 Resurrected or, you know, whatever, than do a phone game or a tablet game. You might have some hope from this that you could just run it on Windows 11 on your computer and essentially make it you know, an app game, but on your PC. And I can't confirm that that's true. We don't really know yet, but if so, this might appease a lot of the people who 
really, really wanted back in 2018 at BlizzCon. They really, really wanted word that Diablo Immortal would, in fact, play on a PC. And they didn't get that. But maybe it will now, because things have changed since 2018, and you've got Windows 11 going on, and it's, it's a little weird, but it's something to think about. If it's true, and you have a PC, and you want to run Windows 11, are you going to run Diablo Immortal on your PC when it comes out, instead of your phone or tablet? Something to think about. Jen? Yes? Can I um, put in some baseless speculation here? Sure. So, I was just thinking about, based on the way you described it, my guess is that Windows 11 is going to have some support for Android apps. Yes. And that you would be able to sideload Android apps onto Windows 11 and, you know, they'll run on the computer. How well they'll run will be anybody's guess. Right, right. Currently, uh, the new generation of uh, Apple Mac computers can actually run, to some extent, apps that are, well, mobile apps, so iOS or iPad OS. But the implementation is a bit wonky in a lot of cases. It's still very new, and it may be refined over time. But my guess is that it'll be a similar experience if, in fact, it's possible to run Diablo Immortal under Windows 11. Now, once it's out in the wild and people get to try it, they may come up with their own... uh, I don't know, solutions or workarounds to make it play more like a, a, like a truly native desktop game. But my feeling here is it's going to be one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can do it, but you'll still probably get the best overall experience playing it on a mobile device. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just my thinking here, knowing that this didn't even exist until I heard you say it a few minutes ago. So that's all. Right, right. Well, I just found out about it, you know, fairly recently and thought this is this is interesting because of well everything I just said, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So if uh, if Diablo Immortal releases to the public and is out in the wild and you try this on your PC while running Windows 11, maybe Tweet how well or how poorly it works at the Shattered Soulstone account on Twitter at Shattered Stone because I really, I really want to know how this works. And I don't have a PC; I play on a Mac. But yeah, interesting. I guess you know you can be hopeful about it until someone can confirm that this doesn't work or will not happen. Until then, you know, there's some hope. So before I close out the show, there is something you need to know. There was a tweet posted by Lantonio at Lantonio on Twitter. And those of you that have been longtime listeners to Shattered Soulstone may remember back in the day when it was me and Nevik and Brasia and then Lantonio joined us. And so, you know, we had four hosts in and out of the show and it was so much fun. And Lantonio really brought a lot of information. He knew a lot about Diablo 2, which the rest of us didn't know as well as he did. He ran those uh, dead and waiting episodes where, you know, he and three other people got into a game and did something goofy. Like I joined in at least one where you weren't allowed to wear any armor at all, but you could pick up any weapon you wanted to play with. And I think we did when the brawl thing appeared in the game. I think we did. We tried that and to different 
amounts of effectiveness and it was just a lot of fun and goofy times and he was um, with us for two blizzcons when all of the shattered soul stone crew got to go right in a row to see all the diablo stuff that was going on and so you know if you're a longtime listener of shattered soul stone you know who lantonio is and if you're someone who wasn't with us at the beginning but went back and listened to every episode since and i know there's people that have done this and i'm so impressed that you decided to do that because i don't think that happens with a lot of podcasts then you might also know who lantonio is as well so there's some sad news on uh july 1st 2021 lantonio tweeted this on his twitter account he wrote hey been so long since i was on twitter just want to tell you all I have terminal cancer and not a lot of time. So love you all, and thanks for great times. Now, I posted this into the Shattered Soulstone Discord, which anyone can join if you want to you know, read it there, if you're not on Twitter for some reason. But uh, if you want to send some kind of message to him, you might try through Twitter, just to let you know. And I just this news just made me really sad when I first heard it. And he's a big part of Shattered Soulstone. So, I guess that's where I'm ending the show. If you want to, you know, talk about them in Discord with people and share your stories, you know, that, that'll be a thing. I'm hoping that, you know, him saying he has not a lot of time means he still has some time and can see, like, what we post on Twitter to him. But it's just, it just hit me really hard. So... Uh, you can see my comment on Twitter if you want to. And with that, I'm going to close the show. You have been listening to episode 314 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. You can also leave a comment on the Shattered Soulstone website at ShatteredSoulstone.com. Thank you for listening. start this segment over <laughs> yeah just start the whole thing from the beginning oh god there's so much noise outside